0: herself i'm keon brown thank you for watching i got my boy b here brandon uh thank you for being here excited to have you uh every time we're together we're having conversations amongst friends and we're just talking about things that we're you know working through in our lives you know you might it might occur to you that these are challenges in our lives or things we're struggling with but peep the language that we use and how we're you know working through things in our lives together uh and so what are you working through, Brandon? <laughs> but we talk about this before we start. So right. I'm, just, I'm just not jumping in here on him like that. But we had a great conversation. Quick, yeah. but, you know, poignant. Yeah.
1: Uh, what are you working through in this season? Man, I'm, I'm working through navigating, learning this reality. Um, and for myself, uh, growing up um, from Alabama, small town, And so, you know, they came with a lot of um, programming institution, they telling you what A, B and C is and they're giving you what reality is for you. And so uh, a lot of the work I've been doing lately is just undoing and relearning life for myself. Um, A lot of things I keep and some things I, you know, throw away. Uh, As we know, America didn't tell us the truth about everything. So uh anything. Yeah, anything. <laughs> that <laughs> All part. Right? That part. So uh yeah man just I'm I am uh I'm taking myself through a series of unlearning and relearning I love
0: that mm-hmm. another word i use is deprogramming
1: yeah you know? i'm deprogramming yeah, yeah.
0: And, I, and i honestly think that in some of the work that i'm doing in the academic realm mm-hmm. uh that's what's necessary right uh to uh specifically our people uh to 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 level the playing field right uh because i don't need anybody to do anything more for me right. i need to have space to deprogram mm-hmm. and, and and start fresh yeah you know with with all the tools and information that Right. would have me make choices uh, based on facts and based right. on, you know, not lies or right. not things that you,
1: you, you're you feeding us, you know? Because it puts you more in control of yourself. Correct. Right. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's been my process, man. And um. so part of my journey was just uh, learning history. So I grew up in, and realized I don't know where I'm from. Mm. And so I just started with that. Like, okay, let me look into, I, I know we come from Africa, but they never told us what what part of Africa. Yeah. They also never told us what we sounded like, what our language was. Um and so uh that led me into just uh, studying African culture. Um and then that led me into studying more religion and mythology and um now we're here. Okay? Because uh the the mythology is basically that that journey of life and how to get to the deprogramming and the reprogramming.
0: Mm. Yeah. One to the first thing that you would share with people uh, from your findings uh, Mm -hmm. that that people should know.
1: That you don't know. (laughs) 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 That's a a great place to start, though, because we think we know so much Mm -hmm. and we have not given ourselves time to see that there's a lot of things we don't really know for ourselves. We only know it because someone told us. Yeah. Um, and we
0: believe in what everybody to say right. cuz they look a certain way or they have a position or a title or a
1: a, a matter of wealth or right and then also uh what helped me cuz i grew up religious so you know i my foundation is belief yeah and um i was <clears throat> along my journey i switched it from believing to knowing and either i know something or i don't know mm-hmm. and it's okay and it's a very powerful place to be in if if your answer is I don't know. Believing versus knowing. Mm-hmm. Focusing more on knowing
0: what you don't know and then finding out and right. operating into what you do know.
1: Right. That's powerful. It's a, a belief is and some I mean it's a powerful tool, but it also can fall in line to the wrong area where you're placing the belief in the in the area of something that you should know. But the belief is thinking you know something but not having proof. Wow. So you're believing that what you think is right, but you haven't validated it for yourself yet.
0: Now, you know, you're rocking a lot of people's worlds right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is making people rethink Sorry, and, guys. and question everything. <laughs> you, you should. Know? You yeah. should.
1: But not with fear. And that's something that I started with. Like, mm-hmm. when I started learning that, oh, man, some of the things that I was taught was a lie, panic came over. And then now I became that person that needed to, like, go preach to everyone. Like wake up, wake up! You know they lied to us. It it does not work that way, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that is not how you share information effectively. Yeah. yeah, because um, a everyone's on a different journey, uh, and b, um, you have to understand for yourself what you are beginning to understand before you project it anywhere else. And what I'm learning is. You don't have to go and shout it out if you just become it so the process of trying to get someone else to see your point of view is almost like running away from giving yourself to have the point of view or manifesting it first and then allowing people to see it and then come to you to ask questions about what they see versus you going to them telling them what they should see
0: yeah that's yeah. like be the change you want to see. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. So I just interpret that. And what I heard you say was instead of screaming your belief mm-hmm. or what you think or what you know, right. be it, represent it, right. and then people will ask more.
1: Exactly. I love that. Yeah, I love that.
0: Uh, so you have some crystals. Uh, I do. Can you talk about some of that and, and, and why you choose that and what it means to you?
1: So okay, <clears throat> you know um, these crystals all carry energy and frequency, same way we do. And um, this I have on a Ankh Dream Catcher. Um, Natalie got this for me for my birthday. Shout out to Natalie. What up, Natalie? Um, it has turquoise inside, and then it has clear quartz and carnelia. And wow. to be honest with you, oh, so and then also I have Labradorite and uh citrine labradorite citrine. is a song for uh, intuition uh getting in touch with your imagination your higher self and i'm a and i'm a creative thinker and so you know uh this is probably one of my favorite stones okay. along with my moonstone yeah. um but i really like the aunt because it represents not only you know the culture we come from uh ancient africa but uh it's also a dream catcher and uh, i'm a dreamer and not just like dreaming to create things here but um our dream world is a universe that we have not began to really dive into yet damn i feel like i started another topic but i didn't want to do that <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> i think that's important because some people don't dream they don't dream yeah and so what's holding what what do you think is holding what what has held you back from dreaming in the past
1: um, stress and worry about the day to where you can't uh, rest and fully sleep to then get into that type of deep sleep or ram sleep that you're supposed to be in to then uh, to dream. Uh, a lot of people don't get to that place because they can't rest. Um, and uh, that state of rest is because we go to bed holding on to so much weight and uh part of that journey of deprogramming is learning how to let that weight go because it's it's not it's not yours, it's not real um so that that's been helpful and um along the way i've learned about different herbs that you can take that specifically your uh dreams um that are not hallucinogenic you know all natural um and i've been reading man that uh and this is a coming from me right now because i can't prove it or validate it but there's a thought that this world is an extension of your dream world wow and so we've seen it from the perspective of this is the real world and we go to sleep we have thoughts about what we've seen here Mm -hmm. when maybe because everything starts from within and comes without we have this uh quantum world that we're in when we're when our bodies are shut down that we exist in that time doesn't exist we can fly we can go where we want to go and that's our real homeland and then we take information from this space and then maybe take it there i don't know vice versa yeah but um just even opening my mind to even think about that because i was not able to do that before um yeah. They would call that witchcraft. They would call that that. Were, they
0: would that something beyond, and right? And it's outside of uh, when all
1: you're doing is exploring the a deeper part of your own mind. Yeah. yeah, which is interesting. How like how do you stop somebody from doing that? It's like uh, how do you stop a, a child from daydreaming? Um, I used to daydream in class all the time. Even what do they do to you? They they my mama. okay
0: they, they punish do. you they, they 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 shift the energy they put you by yourself they isolate you mm-hmm. uh they uh bully you they mm-hmm. these are talking about the adults right now you right know? Like they're, they're they're embarrassing you all the things that right. shift you out of what you felt was very natural you right know what I'm before we get away from it i want to talk about some of the herbs mm-hmm. that you've 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 heard help with sleep and REM and going deep
1: uh well we all know about chamomile tea chamomile uh, chamomile is good peppermint tea um what i'm learning is that we we do a lot of things with uh with one single thing like we'll have a single fruit or we'll have a single herb tea and that bring a collection of things together okay. so um i'm learning how to uh create um i guess you call it orchestra yeah yeah a concoction a little yeah, tonic because it, okay. it's like a family has to come together to like make this thing operate effectively sure. um so you take uh chamomile peppermint and mugwort spe- mug mugwort okay that's uh specifically for your dreams mug mug m-u-g-m-u-g-w-o-r-t water Mugwort tea. Wart. mugwort tea. Mugwort tea. Mugwort. I needed that. Yeah. Okay. Mugwort. I you can it was... smoke it. You can drink it. Okay, now. Um, <laughs> it's not. It's. I mean. It's, it's not hot. What you say? No. I'm just thinking, smoking some mug, mugwort. I'm out here, got the mug,
0: yo. Everybody, yeah, you know what? You got won't that get mugwort. <laughs> all right.
1: <Got> that mugwort. <laughs> it's all natural. <laughs> you won't. You won't get high, but um, it, it, it helps you tap into uh, memory or mm. dream recall or or being able to. Uh, vividly be there in your dream okay um so yeah that's a that's been a good one what's your
0: uh night regimen
1: if i if i allow myself to stay consistent with it um i think it's important for you to wind down a lot of times we either uh we don't go to bed we, we we just fall asleep yeah we don't prep for it. Or pass out because
0: you're so damn tired. Right. I'm there. Right. Overnight. All that kind of stuff, man. Right. Not
1: healthy. Right. So, um, so with studying history, I learned about the um in one of the Egyptian temples, there's um this what they call the hall of Mayat. Um, it's where you get in the 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 justice system when you see the lady with the the wings and the scales. In Africa, that was Maya, and in each hand she had a a feather in one hand and a heart in the other. And so basically, um, you're taking yourself into court to be judged for, you know, what's on the scale. And basically, if your heart is heavier than the feather, then you're being judged and being sent to hell, basically. Or that's basically saying if you're going to bed with a heavy heart, you're sending yourself into a... Uh, a a state of hell For yourself Because you're in this Perpetual cycle of Heaviness Heaviness yeah. And so if it's lighter Than a feather Then you know You've ascended past that wow. But this is all uh, Internal work That you have to do For yourself Before you go to bed Or a, On a daily basis Or just whenever You're doing Internal work for yourself Where basically You're the judge You're the jury You're the plaintiff And you're the defendant so you know what you've done. You know what has affected you. You know what you are heavy about. You know what you feel guilty about. The only person that can judge you, they say God can judge you. Only God can judge you, but God is that internal thing inside of you. So just, yeah. you have to initiate the whole process. So you take yourself to court and you give yourself a ruling. And I'm sure you will let yourself fall free, you know, <laughs> give yourself some grace, but not without, you know, really analyzing what happened so it doesn't happen again sure yeah sure. um
0: i think that's important uh the acknowledgement and i i don't feel convicted but that that the very enlightening in that moment I, I, I had a i had a uh bulb to kind of go off when you said that i had a bulb mm-hmm. when you go off a bulb went off when you said that um forgiving yourself
1: mhm
0: actually talked about this when she was and here about how uh, those who in your life you may have hurt yeah. or things that you have caused. Mm-hmm. She had a mantra and I can't remember in this moment was so powerful. It was a mantra that you say to yourself.
1: It's a, a ponopono, I believe, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I forgive you. Thank you. I love you. And and, the, and that's something you can repeat to yourself. And if you do it for 10 minutes, man, it it it, it is uh, very powerful because in that moment you start to think about Not only all the people that you may have hurt, but now you're thinking about all the people that may have hurt you. And so as you're saying you're sorry to all the people you hurt, you're also forgiving the people that hurt you. And so you're creating a a full-on state of gratefulness and peace for yourself and for wherever areas you may have had some negative tension. And uh, it goes back to the accountability because we put the responsibility of other people to make us feel better. And Mm -hmm. nobody can ever do that because nobody actually ever made us feel bad we chose to feel bad based off of how we perceive what someone else's actions were Um, so man this journey is really teaching me about how to like really be accountable for everything and see everything from the perspective of everything is a reflection of myself that's what shadow work is where we're all light walking through this world and so we're all reflecting parts of ourselves to each other. Like my shadow work in this moment is being present with you and seeing what am I learning about myself right now through experiencing you? Because we're showing each other something about either something that's great in us or something that we might need to see to address, you know what I mean? For um, And it connects you to everybody because then now you see that you're all one you're connected to everything so if you look at everyone as a part of yourself now you're treating now you really treat others as you would you not how you want to be treated treat everyone as if they're you that's intense bro that's intense.
0: I mean, I'm hearing leadership distinctions and because I, I <laughs> that's what I look at. It, being responsible for everything, mm-hmm. being accountable for everything. Mm-hmm. People don't people don't understand that they don't want that, right? Because then they say well, it's not my fault. I didn't do it, right? It's like no, you didn't. In theory, right. but but if you interact with the moment as if it were you, right? What is there to glean from the moment, mm-hmm. and you know what's the decision next? What are you mm-hmm. going to do with that information? It's not a judgment, right? It's almost an, an acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. Accountability doesn't have to be judgment. I think it doesn't, right? We come from a place of cancel culture. We come from a place of all you know, whatever it is. You know, you did this, and so you get to do this. Nah, I can't. Right. I can't mess with you because you did X, Y, and Z. As opposed to other options could be right. to sit with where you are, with the moment, figure out what that looks like.
1: Because if you experienced it, you experienced it for a reason. It has mm-hmm. something to do with you. So even taking out the context, you did this, or I didn't do this, or vice versa, why did I experience this? That's a different
0: question. Mm-hmm. Come on. I'm hearing these leadership statements. I got these mentees <laughs> now. And I'm like, what? In this moment, it's like you're asking the
1: wrong question. Mm-hmm.
0: It's mm-hmm. not, it's not. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it creates
1: a totally different battle. Yeah. Where you now you're fighting against someone who is just reflecting maybe your shadow or you might be more aware of their shadow that they're not aware of. So instead of fighting the shadow, let's talk about what this is because it's clearly a moment of something that didn't get addressed before and now it's made its way back. And that's an opportunity. Something loves us so much that brought us together to reveal that, hey, these are two beautiful souls right now, but I want you guys to experience life even higher but we can't right now because there's a thing still attached to so-and-so from like when they were six, they'll not let it go. But this is the perfect moment for them to experience someone who's aware enough to notice that it's there, to then talk about it, to dissolve it. Um, Because trauma is memory imprinted in our DNA that then wakes itself back up when Our external experiences reminds us of past moments. Trigger. Trigger.
0: (laughs) When we're triggered. Trigger. That's when trauma basically remixes and comes back.
1: And we take triggers as offenses when trigger is a moment to go, oh, you're still sensitive about something.
0: A trigger is like an alert. Alert. It's like an awareness. It's like a- For yourself, Mm -hmm. not for the other person. Yeah. 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 This is a powerful distinction in leadership that I, this is. Uh, it's very ever present for me right now. It's very big in my brain right now. Just uh, taking responsibility and being accountable for every moment, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, as a leader, you know, wherever you are, leadership mm-hmm. is in, leadership is in everything. Uh, taking responsibility for every moment that you're in allows you to see things from a very level playing field. Right. It gives you an opportunity to see both sides, all sides, right. uh, and then it gives you an opportunity to lead people. Uh, mm-hmm. as opposed to being reactionary because if you're thinking about who did it and why, right. you're reacting. But if you say, hmm, if I was responsible in this moment for mm-hmm. it all, mm-hmm. what should I do? Right. A uh, 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 An assessment or a reflection mm-hmm. where, where the leader gives a little bit more detail about what just happened. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that's kind of the shit I'm on okay. right now to yeah, create yeah. those moments right. for young people. Right. Clearly, we're going through it right now right, too. Right, because right. I'm I'm inspired and enlightened in this moment. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all these years. I don't know how old you are, but 34. all these years. 40? 34. 34. Okay, I bet. So, all these years that we have and all the experiences that we had, mm-hmm. we think about, mo- we flatten it for a teenager. Right. I go and talk for 60 minutes at a college and they're like, I just never heard this stuff ever in my life. I'm like, wow. Right. It took me almost 40 years to come up to to, to, to experience these things. Mm-hmm. Pain, suffering, trauma. Right. And then I say it in a 60 minute masterclass, class right. and you, your
1: life has changed. Right. I just saved you 20 years <sighs> of confusion. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Man, yeah, this is very powerful. This is very powerful.
1: Yeah, that's one of the tools I'm using in my cartoon to like, illustrate how to understand triggered moments because we don't understand when people are suffering mentally and that's something that uh has been heavy on me lately like because when you find out that you've been reactive to someone who had a who was suffering through like some mental crisis in that moment it makes you feel different like damn maybe I should have been a little bit more empathetic even though they were it came off like they had than being an asshole but they were demented or tormented at the time and maybe a hug would have been better mm-hmm. even though you know you're not pushed to give a hug in a moment when somebody's lashing out at you but but that again goes to that accountability and that power <coughs> when, when you know something isn't about you in that moment it's more about them then you have better tools to then solve it yeah yeah, yeah. That's um,
0: almost emotional in this moment because I'm dealing with a situation even right now, where you know I think (laughs) have you been in spaces where you and your friend, your colleague, your partner, your colleague, or whoever you're in a relationship were with are in different spaces in, 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 in that time in that season. And it's like, Ooh. you know, and it's like, there's nothing here but space. Mm. For me, empty space. Mm-hmm. And I think the tendency is want to fill the space. But then when there's a divide, there's nothing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> And that's
0: not necessarily supportive of anything other than uh, emptiness. Yeah. And what you just said about being more gracious or being more empathetic or things that you know how you handle certain scenarios it only comes from experience it only comes from you know things that you've acquired and the pain that you that you've experienced yeah, you a say. lot of the
1: times to learn this yeah because yeah. Mm-hmm. even as you said it
0: i was like ah i could have been more empathetic but then my and then my brain i'm like nah. It, it, sometimes you need a sometimes you need a a a a Ice pick. Mm. Sometimes you gotta just rip the band aid. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you gotta say, actually, this is the pain that I'm gonna have to experience, and I need to get over it. Mm. I need. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I get to right, move right, past right. it, move over the mountain. I'm right. not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to try to skip a, right. skip too much. It's gonna be. We're gonna face this. We're gonna force it. We're gonna like push it, right. and we're just gonna deal with it. Right. It's painful. I, I'll I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then on the other side of the mountain. I can have another conversation. But right now, I got a mountain to face and I got to go ahead and just handle it. Mm -hmm. And that might mean that I don't get to talk to you. That might mean that you're not in my life for a season.
1: That's the the part that we're afraid of. Why? Because we have expectations. Mm. And we're afraid that if this next moment doesn't add up to my expectation, I might not have a moment again. And the fear of losing something. And as simple as that message is, that our moms gave us, it's like, yo, let that bird fly, and if she come back or he come back, whoever the person is, if they if they come back, then they were meant to be. And that's so hard in the moment to accept, yeah. but that's something that I'm uh, I've experienced a couple of times of having to give space, but in that space, it gave me time to recalibrate and see myself, as myself before this experience because we lose ourselves to where we forget who we were before we got connected somewhere else. And sometimes we need that uh, separation. Um, But synchronicity is real because um, going through that same experience, I'm doing research and uh, I find this mythology about um, Tammuz, I don't know if you've heard of him, but yeah. it's kind of the equivalent to the, the Jesus figure. Okay. Um, but uh, in his story, he he's foretelling his death and he's dying at the behest of his lover because she's trapped in the underworld. And the underworld in mythology is, is is When you're trapped deep in yourself and your subconscious, mm. um, and he didn't properly mourn her, and I didn't understand, I wouldn't have understood that if I read that five years ago. But being in a relationship where both you and your partner are now having to undo generational trauma, yeah. if nobody teaches you what that looks like, you're not. Sometimes you're not going to properly respond to it. Yeah. And <clears throat> what I learned from that story with that morning, is accepting, like there was a time that I was unavailable and Natalie was unaware of that. There was a time where she was unavailable because she was going through something internally. And if I, not knowing how to mourn and go, man, let me cry for you because you're, you're in that abyss right now we get insecure or angry or frustrated, not because they're away, but because while they're dealing with the work, the projections are coming back and we're fighting the demons, but it's really just our demons too. You know what I mean? Um, and so we're looking for that person to come back versus a uh, mourning that they are already gone somewhere else for a season. And uh, maybe that love will, you know, Help them on that journey into that shadow world to bring them back. but what I've learned is, man, that insecure energy or anger or aggressiveness it, likes, it's, it it amplifies it or makes the situation worse. And man, I've learned my most powerful lessons and I'm able to articulate because of how many times I die trying to like figure out life yeah yeah
0: Uh, but but, this is very powerful um even in just how we relate to one another and how we try to stay and even as you were saying when you're someone's out in the abyss or they're gone Mm -hmm. uh properly mourning and properly allowing them to uh go yeah and not looking to control the, the moment. Mm-hmm. And I found myself in that very recently. Yeah. You know, experiencing a, a, a deep shift and seeing someone leave. Mm-hmm. And then not chasing and not putting up a fight mm-hmm. and saying, okay. yeah." So even if you don't return, I get to be with that mm-hmm. and get to see what that looks like. And I need to just stay present in the moment and figure out what it is for me and not right. worry about right if, when, why. It's, just, it's like a distraction to
1: actually what, where I'm supposed to be. And, which is present. Yeah. Because we think all of our present moments are supposed to be with everybody. And not every moment will be that way. Sometimes your present might be by yourself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know if we fear that or not. Maybe we do. Um but man, I, I, I phew, not being able to accept when somebody is in that space, oh man, that was me. Um, and you're trying to fight for him, and trying to be the hero, man, you really become the villain. Mm-hmm. That's why having I mean Batman and Dark Knight, he let all those people get killed because he didn't want to take his mask off. Mm-hmm. He didn't tell the truth or he didn't accept the reality of what was going on Hmm. and he didn't see that he was looking at his shadow him and the joker were the same person they're both affected by the same trauma joker has turned into him uh wanting to deconstruct the whole uh system that created the trauma by in a in a very raw way making people aware of it batman's approach to trying to dismantle or avenge his trauma is to fight off the bad people who might be uh, participating in it. Uh, But at the same time not revealing yourself. Neither one of them could reveal themselves. They both had a mask on. Um, And that's why the Joker kept telling him that this all will go away if you just take off the mask. Hmm. Um, And he was so stubborn into doing that that uh, his lover died. Uh, Broke his heart. Yeah, man, and uh, what I learned in school as an actor, you see a lot of times we wouldn't want to play the villain. Like I don't play; he's a scumbag. He does all this bad shit. He doesn't like people. (laughs) And then my professor, man, he's such a guru. uh, He 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 told me one time he 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 hit me. He was like, "How can you can't you can't play this role until you fully fall in love with this person." And I was confused, I'm 18 at the time, but it's confusing, like, how can you be in love with a villain? And it's because he's not a villain. He's a hero who got wounded. He's Simba, hanging out with Timon and Pumbaa. He's Scar, Mufasa's brother. Like, Scar's not a bad person. Like, you clearly see something happened to him. Yeah. Um, And so, check on what happened to him before you just deem what his life experience took him to in in judging that because that same thing that he's suffering from you're suffering from it too but your demon just doesn't look exactly like his but it's gonna show up exactly like well not exactly like his but in another way so it's almost like a foretelling of this is what you look like if you do not heal from your trauma you're gonna look like this disaster of a bad person or this villain or this person who wants to hurt people. Um, And so when I saw that thing about Tammuz and his uh, difficulty with mourning uh, Inanna, who was this goddess, and they both represent fertility, love, and war, which is interesting. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just opening myself up to information, right? (laughs) <laughs> and then there's a mass shooting in Memphis mm. on September the seventh, which is nine seven, um, from a guy named Ezekiel. Wow. Um, and then I saw a friend; she made a post of somebody, and it was a Bible verse, and it was Ezekiel chapter nine, wow. verse seven, and it said, "Go and kill without pity." Wow. And then verse. In chapter 8, God is going into the temple and it said it saw a, a group of women and they were mourning Tammuz. Go, oh, why are they mourning Tammuz? Because he died as well. Remember, he died because he couldn't mourn his love. But now, what happens when you're so hurt because your mom or your partner or your best friend is gone to the abyss and you're affected so much to where you have become a problem within yourself. And now what does that demented person do? He becomes the joker. And this guy in Memphis, what did he do? I'm sure his killing spree or the root of that seed was a very, very dark, Pain, where he wasn't able to mourn when someone affected him. Yeah, maybe his mother. You know what I mean? Because to not to be able to take the life of a mother or a child, that means
0: you got to be in a dark space. Dark space, deep,
1: Mm -hmm. deep. And Memphis is the the capital of Egypt in ancient times. I think it's one of the oldest cities, and it's the the gateway. It's like This is where you enter the world. You know what I mean? Back in the day. And their territory during that time, uh, expanded to Palestine, Israel, and parts of India. Mm -hmm. So when they're talking about the children of Israel and they're in the temple and they're morning Tammuz, they're already they're in Memphis. And this is where the killing happened in Memphis. It's um they, they, they have the saying, as above, so below. There's nothing new in the sun. Like we're going through repeated cycles of collective, consciously seeing symbols to wake us up to see a, a bigger message that collectively there's an inner child in us that needs to heal from his broken mother's pain. Oh, I have to heal my mom's pain. She's holding on to generations of women who didn't have a voice and generations of watching men die in front of her, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so coming out of that, we have to heal from that, because if we don't, then that darkness then takes over us and now we become the person who has no pity. That's what I took from just <laughs> seeing that. <laughs> Man, I
0: I think that, first of all, thank you for all that. Um, Taken so much from this moment um what i'm what I'm left with is that my inner child gets to heal from trauma mm, yes. from generations before, yeah, and because of who I'm called to be mm-hmm. I cannot get to where I need to be until that happens, yeah, and I don't necessarily know how to do that, but I know that that's the journey that I get to.
1: You know so that inner child work that was a beautiful part of my uh healing and so part of that is remembering what you used to love to do when you were a kid and just doing it mm. just for fun just to wake him or her back up whoever that person is wake that child back up just give them that candy again whatever that thing is that they like to do that you have taken away from them like you we don't like to do this anymore do it if it's building a fort you take your grown behind outside (laughs) and you build a fort if it's if it's you know i can't have dairy no more though okay you know what can it be
0: sugar-free dairy free. it can be sugar-free and then
1: tell tell yourself it's full of sugar (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah just opening that up and then um what what helped me man like paying attention when you're around your family and you see your nieces and nephews or you're at the park and you see kids and how pure they are we we've got programmed to look at kids as less lesser humans than adults like we're better than you because we're taller we're smarter when they might be more wise than we are because they're more in tune with the present yeah without the clouds of right so having the perspective to allowing a child to be somewhat of a teacher for you is uh is a powerful tool because we're guiding each other i'm helping you learn what to look out for when you reach where i am you're helping me to get back into what i've forgotten about and so we're here for each other like i don't own you and you're not below me like you are the extension of me, and so you're the future, and so I can
0: and the I, present and the future, right?
1: So I'm here. I'm actually here to serve you.
0: That is a distinction in itself. Yeah, we're here to serve. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I want to leave it there because that's I'm, I'm high right now. <laughs> Same, I appreciate man. you for you, uh, you know sharing. This is like some extraordinary stuff. I did not know that we were going to go here and I'm very grateful. Same here, very, man. very grateful. Thank you. Um, so y'all, thank y'all for watching. Uh, really excited to see how y'all are liking the podcast. Uh, I want you to check out purple banter. It's got a lot of other uh, great content and great people who are doing great things, telling great stories. Um, if you want to support this program, please let us know to send us a DM. We would love to partner with you to to spread our message. Um, and we're just on a journey to really be the best that we can be yeah uh and i think it's better that we do it together
1: mm-hmm.
0: for sure because the perspectives are so much different uh so if we're in it together
1: mm-hmm. community yeah yeah and it'd be
0: just a richer experience if we're right
1: exactly so
0: we'll see you next time as we continue this journey to be master of self take care peace <laughs>